Do you have questions about your health? Do you need to find out what's keeping you from feeling your absolute best? If so, your intuition has guided you to the right place. I am Dr. Charlize, and welcome to the Art of Healing podcast community. In this podcast, we explore all topics in health and wellness, from Reiki to functional medicine, energy medicine, chakras, and meditation. Join me every week for fresh new episodes that highlight healers, various healing modalities, and choose this as your opportunity to find what healing works best for you. If you want to learn more about me, simply Google at Dr. Charlize. Enjoy. Hello, and thank you for joining me so much for this presentation. My name is Charlize Davis, and my presentation today is called Reiki as a Modern Healing Technique. I'll go ahead and start sharing my screen, and thank you so much for joining me today. For this talk, we will cover a description of what Reiki is. We will cover the risk as well as the benefits. We'll review what science has to say as far as the efficacy of Reiki. And then I will offer what I feel my role, what the role of Reiki can be in modern medicine. Brief introduction of myself. Um, I am a practicing physician. I graduated from the University of Oklahoma for my undergraduate and attended Meharry Medical College in Nashville, Tennessee, and completed three years of residency in Oklahoma City. I've practiced medicine for about 14 years. I completed my Reiki practitioner training about five years ago, and I've maintained a small Reiki practice uh, over the years. I've also completed some training in yoga. So to get started, first let's discuss what the term Reiki means. It is very difficult to explain to someone that has not heard of Reiki what it is. And of course, until you experience it for yourself, it can be very difficult to wrap your mind around this somewhat abstract um, description. The word Reiki comes from two Chinese words, Rei and Qi. The Rei means godlike or spiritual energy that comes from a source higher than humans. So for instance, um, the ray, depending on a person's spiritual practice, can refer to God or Allah or Buddha. Um, for atheists, the ray may refer to the higher self. The important thing about ray is that it is from a source higher than mankind. So the energy that is channeled in the form of a Reiki treatment through the uh, healer does not come from the healer themselves. It is coming from a higher source. Um, I often tell students and those I'm introducing this topic with that um, it's just best to think of the ray as being the highest, purest forms of energy that exist in the universe that can do no harm. The key uh, in the term Reiki refers to life energy. And sometimes this is compared to prana in Hinduism or the Holy Ghost in Christianity. It's sometimes thought of as the hum of life or the beating of the heart and something that we all feel in times that we're feeling healthy and good or in the flow of life, as some people will say. In the practice of yoga, 
prana, which is another form of ki or life energy, is shifted or moved by performing asana or the practice of yoga. In the practice of traditional Chinese medicine, qi, another form of life energy, is moved or unblocked by using needles in the form of acupuncture. In traditional medicine, we don't have a term that necessarily says qi or life energy. Uh, Something that we do learn in gross anatomy is something called the nerve artery vein bundle. So we know that every major system in the body, every location has to have a flow of blood, has to have a way to take away the blood that's been used, and has to have something that supplies sensation and movement from the nervous system, the nerve artery vein. So I've come to think of the nerve artery vein as traditional medicine's way of thinking of um, qi, qi, or life energy. Reiki Reiki heals at all levels, and it's guided by a force that's higher than human knowledge. So for that reason, it's felt that Reiki can bring no harm and can only serve the highest good. How Reiki heals can also be difficult to understand. Reiki is based on the power of intention, and it also creates healing that's not readily visible to man. When I say that Reiki heals by the power of intention, the healer that's providing the treatment session sets an intention of healing for the client. Then over several minutes or however long the session may take, that healing energy is delivered um, either in person or by distance. This is a very interesting um, topic because the Reiki practitioner is trained and at the basis of what they're doing it is a mindfulness practice in which the, the focus of the mindfulness practice is healing of the client or someone's performing Reiki on themselves, healing on themselves. When I say that the healing is unseen, um, unlike forms of healing that we use in traditional medicine in which there is a pill, a prescription, or a surgery, Um, We don't have an obvious way that we can see the healing energy of Reiki. We can feel it. Oftentimes, clients do feel this energy during a session, but it's not going to be anything that the human eye can readily see. It does appear that Reiki heals by gathering subtle energies and channeling those through the Reiki practitioner into the client. On a practical level, There are two ways that Reiki can be done. One way is with in-person sessions. In-person sessions are delivered in a manner similar to massage. The client is situated either comfortably in a seated position or they may be laying down. The healer may apply their hands directly to the body or may hold their hands above the body per the client's choice. Various positions are held on the body and treated anywhere from one to three minutes. Usually those positions will be on the head, the neck, chest, abdomen, and feet. Distance Reiki can be done by phone, video conference, and even email. Usually this is done by the client and the Reiki practitioner agreeing upon a time that the session will take place. It will seem odd that you can do this kind of healing modality without being in the same room, but I will let you know it's very much possible And this is the way that the majority of Reiki practitioners are working these days due to the pandemic and the need to keep clients and themselves safe.
Distance Reiki done by phone, video conference, or email is done very simply. And once it's agreed upon how it will be done, the session will start. My personal experience with Reiki is that I learned Reiki from a yoga studio I had been attending for a couple of years. I had done yoga there for years. And when I learned about the Reiki class, I decided to sign up. My first attunement to Reiki was like nothing I had ever experienced. I kept an open mind and I was very excited to learn this healing modality. I did not think I would ever be discussing it or sharing it with others or training others. I felt internal changes within myself, and I overall noticed I was feeling much better when I started to do Reiki on myself on a regular basis. It was very soon that a friend out of desperation asked me to start treating her with Reiki. Initially, I resisted, but I did start to treat others very slowly, and I was amazed at some of the miraculous changes I saw. I am now treating others by distance Reiki, and I'm offering training for others as well through my website. So I thought it would be nice to discuss some of the clinical evidence and efficacy of Reiki and why it could play a role in modern healthcare. Before we get into the studies, I would like to mention that As far as studying Reiki in a clinical setting, it is noted in many studies and many references that it's difficult to study healing modalities like Reiki as we would a medication or a vaccine. Evidence-based medicine often requires double blinding, placebos, a lot of things that are going to be very difficult in something like the practice of Reiki. So do keep that in mind that many of these studies that we'll be reviewing are small with small numbers, but they do give us some information that can help inform the decision of using Reiki in a clinical setting. A small study conducted in Canada suggests that Reiki treatments are moderately effective in treating cancer-related fatigue. Fatigue is a common complaint among patients, especially those that are being treated for cancer. This study that I've quoted here was conducted at the University of Calgary with 16 patients. These patients were suffering from cancer-related fatigue, which is, um, and in the study, the most common type of cancer these patients were treated for was colon cancer. Reiki sessions were compared to prescribed rest periods. The group that received Reiki were treated for five days straight for sessions that lasted 45 minutes. The group that received the prescribed rest were instructed to rest for 45 minutes for five days straight. It was noted that those that received Reiki noted improvement in fatigue that was more than those that were prescribed usual rest. Interestingly, this study showed that the participants had unusually high compliance for patients participating in a clinical study. The researchers believe that this may have been because many of these participants had a deep interest in Reiki. The overall results show that repeated Reiki treatments help to improve cancer-related fatigue.
Reiki is often sought by individuals who are suffering from situational or chronic anxiety. In my own Reiki practice, individuals come to a Reiki session often very anxious. Uh, Typically, this can be resolved within the first few minutes of a Reiki session, and they often feel immediate and lasting relief from the treatment. A small study conducted by Virgo et al. showed that Reiki improved anxiety among hospitalized patients. Another study, which was a search of databases, showed that Reiki can have favorable effects on both pain and anxiety. Chronic pain of all kinds is a major cause of why people seek care. Currently, dealing with chronic pain is one of the most common causes that people present to primary care in the United States. People suffering from chronic pain are often looking at complementary care to help ease their pain. Unfortunately, in modern medicine, we don't have many options as far as treating chronic pain that go beyond prescriptions. Healing modalities such as Reiki give patients a viable option of managing their chronic pain. Another small study conducted by the International Institute of Qualitative Methodology found that individuals suffering from chronic pain benefited from Reiki treatments. The study chose individuals with serious chronic pain needing treatment with opioids. In this study, the participants that received Reiki, in addition to opioids, had improved pain control. They also had a decrease in blood pressure and improved scoring and quality of life reporting tools. This is important as Reiki has no major side effects or adverse reactions. Offering Reiki to patients undergo under who are going through serious illness can empower both practitioners and patients in the healing process. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me during this podcast episode. I just want to let you know as a special gift to all my listeners, I am offering a promotion for a limited time. You can save 20% on all of my courses on my online dispensary and even 20% working with me individually in a one hour consult for functional medicine or with a Reiki healing session. You will use the code alchemy healing. When you make your purchase, check your show notes to learn more. This special goes until June 3rd. So sign up today. Now let's return to the podcast. Reiki has been studied in the treatment or management of post-operative pain. Many people don't realize that pain can complicate surgery after a heart attack. It's actually fairly difficult to deal with the pain that results after open-heart surgery. Some individuals have very severe pain in the chest wall from having their chest opened up. This pain can lead to altered breathing, which can drastically increase the chances of developing pneumonia after heart surgery. In this study, 
uh, post of postoperative chest pain in patients undergoing major chest surgery or what's called cabbage coronary artery bypass grafting. This study um, had uh, individuals treated with distance Reiki for nine minutes. The patients that received these distance sessions were noted to have shorter stays in critical care. The energy healing group also showed statistically difference, difference in chest pain and coughing after surgery. So this study I found was interesting because for one, it uses distance healing, which is the safest and the least disruptive way of delivering Reiki and can keep both the practitioner and the receiver very comfortable. And it was done with a very short duration, nine minutes, and there was some clinical improvement noted. So I thought this one was a good good one to highlight because it shows with very little effort, um, patients could be helped with something as severe as chest wall pain after having had heart surgery. IBS, or irritable bowel syndrome, is unfortunately a common diagnosis that can be difficult to treat. It is a multifactorial illness that can cause many symptoms, including abdominal pain, diarrhea, constipation, nausea, or vomiting. Treatment of irritable bowel syndrome can be very difficult as each patient presents with symptoms that vary. There is a strong association of mental health issues such as anxiety and depression or history of trauma in the development of irritable bowel syndrome. Here again is a small study in which patients with IBS were recruited to receive energy healing. The participants in this study overall, and some were quoted as actually saying they felt empowered in their own care and had overall positive attitudes towards the healing modality. I believe that Reiki can be especially helpful in a condition such as irritable bowel syndrome in which patients really need to learn to manage their stress in addition to their physical symptoms if they will ever begin to feel better. The care of women can be greatly benefit from having a holistic healing modality such as Reiki. The care of women can be as simple as routine cancer screenings, which are done every couple of years, all the way to the delivery of babies. Having a healing modality such as Reiki can really help empower practitioners as well as patients as far as dealing with some of the conditions that will come with womanhood. Here is another study in which it was confirmed that Reiki helped women who were being hospitalized with obstetric and gynecologic conditions. I personally have treated women who were attempting to get pregnant during their pregnancy, as well as in the postpartum period with Reiki. I saw some very amazing results having participated in this. One of my favorite issues to treat with Reiki is chronic low back pain. Of course, low back pain is extraordinarily common and has a widespread impacts across society as far as pain and debility. Treating lower back pain with Reiki can actually be done within a few minutes. In this one condition, I've noticed many patients tend to improve quite rapidly. This study took 60 patients and divided them into groups that received either physiotherapy, drug therapy, 
or received Reiki. So they were in three separate clinical groups. The Reiki group received 15-minute distance sessions. Um, I would like to note that the usual treatment's 45 to 60 minutes. But again, I do like this study because distance healing sessions were used, which of course, after the pandemic, is very nice and safe. The investigators of this study found that the severity of back pain as well as the level of activity improved in intervertebral disc herniation or herniated disc in the members that received Reiki. And actually, the individuals that received Reiki did slightly better than those that received physiotherapy. This study also found that Reiki was more effective in improving activities of daily living than drug therapy alone. Pain relief in the Reiki group was more than that of the physiotherapy and the drug therapy groups, which indicates that this method is more effective in controlling pain and improving daily activities. So once again, a study and 60 patients, so not the, the biggest, but it does help us to understand that we've got a healing modality that when compared to something that has more risk, like medications, actually did very well. With any healing modality, we always need to discuss what are the risks? Are there any real risks with this healing modality? In terms of the practice of Reiki, I hesitate to say the risk, but there are some things I think are worth discussing, in particular in someone who is thinking of um, getting this healing modality. And I think in a way you want to set some expectations. One of these is an emotional release. Many people come to Reiki session hoping for relaxation or hoping just to enjoy themselves and remain in a meditative state. Some clients will have a very peaceful session, but unfortunately for some individuals, if they've developed major energetic blocks in their body, they may have an emotional release and have a very strong reaction, which may be crying or yelling or laughing or some other unexpected behavior. Many individuals have physical sensations during a Reiki session. Many of those aren't too bad. They may be buzzing, a feeling of warmth, or a feeling of muscles twitching within the body. I do advise people that they may experience a brief amount of pain. If it persists during the session, sometimes this can be relieved by repositioning or some kind of movement. Personally, when I've received Reiki sessions, it's not been unusual to have to get up and run to the restroom during the session as my body detoxes negative energies. In some people, the treatment simply may be ineffective. It simply just may not work. This isn't so much of a risk as there may be a loss of time or money. My advice there is probably to make sure that the expectations were discussed ahead of time. Um, I have um, blogged and put on my podcast that it is important to understand that severe diseases may not respond to Reiki. I've had uh, patients and clients approach me with severe diseases, neurologic diseases, even things like Huntington's, in which um, they wanted to try Reiki. And definitely we did. And they did feel some relief and improvement of psychological um, things, such as anxiety or depression. But it's very important to note that in this severe disease, a subtle energy healing modality may not be enough. 
So what role can Reiki play in modern healing? So I think there are a number of ways that something like Reiki could fit into modern care. And I am doing this myself personally right now, so I'm speaking from my own experience. Um, one place I think it can play a role is giving patients a tool to heal themselves. Having a tool such as Reiki can help to anticipate or prepare yourself for upcoming challenges. It helps to quiet the mind, and it can even help to improve intuition. Whenever a person is practicing Reiki on themselves, sometimes it seems problems will naturally solve themselves. Reiki, which can be learned by anyone, can be a tool that can be offered to patients in the form of training and live courses or online. So for those that are undergoing difficulties such as a new diagnosis, being trained in Reiki can be very powerful. Another place that Reiki can be very helpful is for caregivers. Uh, those that are having to be the primary caregiver of someone who's sick with a severe chronic illness, having a heal modality that they can use to treat their loved one, as well as to release stress for themselves, can be very powerful. We don't often think about the caregiver and their stress and what they go through. Caregivers are at high risk of becoming ill. So I think it would be lovely to provide something they could do for themselves that they control. They don't have to go and schedule the session. Um, the first level of Reiki can actually be learned in a few hours. So I think it would be nice for hospitals and clinics to offer this um, for those that are treating a loved one. Reiki helps to bring mindfulness into stressful environments like work or stress at home. And it also helps to develop resilience. I like to point out to people that it's a subtle energy. So it's probably not going to be able to fix everything you're suffering through. But one thing it can do is help you recover from some onslaught that life may have thrown you. And finally, I think the biggest place that Reiki can be offered and has been offered in many settings is to help healthcare workers prevent burnout. Burnout was a hot topic even before the pandemic, and now we know that healthcare workers who've been asked to work longer and harder, much more stressful conditions, and now with real hazards to their own health, are suffering from burnout like never before. Having a healing modality such as Reiki can really help these people to protect their own energy, decrease their stress levels, and not take that home to their families. So finally, here are a few resources I am offering. Um, I do have a website that you can see there if you'd like to take a screenshot or it's just healingartshealthandwellness.com. Um, the Art of Healing podcast, and you can actually just search for that term under Google Podcasts or Stitcher if you like to listen to your content. And of course, I'm on Instagram at Charlize at Healing Arts. And then there's my Facebook handle, Charlize.Davis. Thank you so much for joining me. Here are some of my references as well, if you'd like to do some more, some more research on your own. And I wish you well, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your conference. Thank you.
Thank you so much for joining during this episode of the Art of Healing podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please leave a review. Also, you can check your show notes to find out how to get a copy of this and future episodes emailed directly to your inbox available to listen to anytime. Finally, if you have questions or wish to connect to me, check your show notes to find out how we can get connected and find out how I can be of service to you. 